Virtual Manager presents the How Did We Get Here podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the How Did We Get Here podcast. And we're back. After a break for the summer, Chairman of Virtual Manager Anil Patel, CIO Neil Fillingham, CEO Tony Morocco and I are back for a second season. Firstly, to all of you who have rated and reviewed the podcast, our thanks to you. We're hugely grateful and thoroughly delighted that it's been received so well. But be assured that we have some fantastic episodes coming. We'll be covering a wide range of topics, have some very special guests, and continue to have a lot of fun while we do so. But in this edition, it's an opportunity to catch up with each other after a few months apart and see the progress both with Virtual Manager and individually too. I'm Charles Dagnall, and this is the new season of the How Did We Get Here podcast. Well, a very warm welcome and welcome back to the How Did We Get Here podcast. I'm Charles Dagnall, your host, and as ever, uh, joined by the chairman of Virtual Manager, Anil Patel, CIO Neil Fillingham, and CEO Tony Morocco. Uh, gentlemen, we've had a little hiatus. It is great to see your faces on the Zoom camera again. You're looking very refreshed. I look like I've got many more lines on my head, <laughs> many more grey hairs, uh, mm-hmm. and this is a slightly different different episode of sorts uh, because we have had a little summer break. We've got lots to look forward to, episodes already in the bank. But before we get on to our next wave of uh, episodes, I thought we'd just have a little catch up and see how well we're all doing, how the world of virtual manager is. So first off, welcome back. It's great to see you guys. What have you been up to? Hey, Hey, Charles. Charles. Hey, Charles. Good to see you, mate. So what have we been up to? <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like you've been up to a lot, to be perfectly honest. So it's, okay, it's an open-ended question, and that's not fair. So I'm going to sort of, let's go around the hall a little bit. Anil, start us off. What's been going on the last couple of months? It's been good. It's been very busy for us. Uh, we've actually coincidentally been doing quite a bit of work in the UK. It's been rolling out the solution into a number of schools in the north of England, which is going quite nicely. And I think we'll... Uh, We'll continue to do that as, uh, as I guess you guys are in a, in a much better spot than we are. Uh, Australia's been in, or pretty much 80% of the country's been in lockdown, so it's been a little bit tough. Uh, we've kind of been in and out of lockdown. Queensland, luckily, we're, we're out at the moment, so we've been able to, to get a few deployments in, um, starting in the healthcare area as well, which has been positive for us, um, but trying to support Tony as much as we can. A lot going on over there and helping him recruit more staff, so you know, can't, can't complain. On a personal level, been watching the cricket and getting very frustrated with England's batting. But outside of that, it's been uh, it's been it's been a good good couple of months. They, they're giving me more heartburn than anything else. It's every ball I think what's going to happen next. So I have to sit in my room on my own because uh, Alison has had enough of me swearing at the TV. Neil, have you been in a similar position, swearing at televisions? Uh, well, there's not much else to do in Victoria. You're like uh, yeah, the lockdown here is fairly serious, so you're not you're not going out. You're not. You're not going to the pub or restaurants or cafes or anything. So really, you know, it's been work and the TV that have kept me entertained. I've got 
obviously the kids are with me 50% of the time sort of thing. So they don't go to school. So they're, they're the 50% of the time that they're with me is actually longer than it normally is because they're in the house doing the homeschooling. And that, uh, and my mum and dad have moved in with me at the moment because uh, they're moving house. So they've, uh, they're downscaling their house. The, the other place is being built. So they'll move in next month, I think. So the last three months or so, they've been, been here with me. So I've been working away and uh, trying to keep out of trouble because uh, <laughs> mum and dad, they don't change. They still give you a clip around the back of the head when you misbehave. <laughs> I was just thinking that there's, there's, if ever there was an enticement to, for me to work, it would be basically having all the children around, all my mum and dad around, the entire family around. I'm just going to do a little bit of work <laughs> for the next seven or eight hours. So actually, you're churning through code. Uh, really just, busy. Just to get a little <laughs> Uh, and, and Tony, uh, in Australia where Anil and Neil are, it's obviously still very COVID heavy. How's things over in Pittsburgh? Everything's good. Personally, I, I you know, probably the worst time to buy a house, but I purchased a new home. Um, so I wasn't swearing at the TVs. I'm just swearing at all the boxes that are around me. I can't find anything. I'm lucky to find this Yeti <laughs> microphone before this podcast. I had to dig that out of the closet. So... It's been good. You know, the wife's happy. A little bit more room for the two-year-old Anthony. He's running around hitting the golf ball. So it's been cool from that standpoint on a personal level. COVID, I mean, you watch the news, it's kind of resurging again. And, you know, we we thought we were kind of maybe out of the woods, but the Delta variant and the it's getting to a point where I'm keeping an eye on it. Um, Business-wise, we've been busy. For first two quarters, a little bit you know, slower than I wanted to. The third quarter definitely picked back up. Uh, we did hire two new employees here to join our team on the implementation side. So we're seeing the deployments. Got a really crazy fourth quarter. It's gonna be our largest fourth quarter uh, in the history of VM. So we're excited to hopefully capitalize on that. Couple new platforms that we commercialized. You know, HealthClean's been our biggest with the acute care space, but Smart Cycle, Smart Clean, Smart Check, working on food. So we're just looking for the future uh, of where else the product can go. I mean, it sounds like everything is on a fantastically upward curve and, and, and things are taking off. Every time I look at LinkedIn updates, and I don't go on too often, but every time I look on, there is a new hire at Virtual Manager. And that indicates to me, the layman, Anil, that obviously business is booming. You're having to bring uh, people in in certain different positions, left, right and center. And so that's hugely encouraging. And as we've already discussed in previous episodes of the podcast, bringing the right people in. And that is a, is a lovely position to be in. Yeah, it is. And I think you know, some of it is, is to do with just the natural growth of the company. But it, it seems to be in, in certain phases and looking at the world at the moment, I think we we're all quite confident that we would capitalize on COVID and due to the different I guess, situations around the world, com- countries coming in, countries going out, and different sectors now looking at our product, whereas we've been very health-focused, but, you know, didn't think education would take it as seriously as they are now. And then other areas, councils, and, you know, we're back into uh, kind of commercial venues in Australia, so places like surf clubs and RSLs that are kind of service work clubs and, and things like that, they've really started to 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 take an, an upward turn for us. So it's been it's been interesting. And obviously one of the key things is to make sure we get the right hires with the right culture and value. So we've, we've spent quite a bit of time and investment in making sure that those guys align with where we're all going. And it's it's been encouraging seeing the, the talent and quality of individual we've been able to, to attract to the business, which has been awesome. One thing I wanted to mention, because since 
the first round of podcasts that we did, the majority of the business was Australia originally, and then going big in America. Talk us a little bit more about the UK side of the business. It has the sort of relaxation in COVID allowed virtual manager to explore that market a little bit more over this over this last sort of six months or so? I would say that the, the, the biggest driver in the UK has almost been a push to mitigate, I suppose, any further spread of COVID or at least address some of the issues that they encountered. So as an example, I think schools were well prepared that even though we weren't allowed to visit any of these places, we still did it all remotely. They rolled out the solution during the school holidays so that when the kids came back, it was ready to go right. so that schools were, were, I guess, you know, confident that they could tell parents that schools were being cleaned and everybody kind of felt safe in a way. So I think it was you know, more timing uh, from a UK perspective. I mean, we'd worked on the UK for a long time and not had a lot of luck. Uh, where we've had a, an existing client, they've really grown because they've pivoted their business from cleaning of hotels to then the hotels being converted to COVID quarantine centres and refugee shelters. So their business went through the roof, which helped us because they piggybacked our solution on every new deployment they had. Um, but I think there seems to be a general awareness out there in different sectors in the UK that that, that has helped us. And I have to admit, the economy in the UK seems to have bounced back phenomenally well. You know, the US always kept really going and it's such a big beast. But the UK in particular, you look at it and you say, I cannot believe how quickly and how confident, I guess, everything seems to have become over there. Neil, are you surprised a little bit about the avenues that Virtual Manager has gone down? You, you talked about, you know, food centres and, and hospitals and the like, but actually ending up in quarantine centres and <laughs> Uh, 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 and schools and the like is that a little bit of a, a surprise to you i think it, look i think a lot of the things surprise you know in, in business one thing that I was always sure of was the the platform that we built and that it was was pretty flexible we brought in a new developer in the last you know couple of months uh, as he started getting involved in the code and, and kind of starting to see it sort of thing there's a lot of things that, that are getting fixed up because a lot of the code is 2012 you know it's nearly 10 years old sort of stuff but as he's moving through and he's, he's doing bits and pieces his comment back was, oh man, this is so flexible, how you can join these bits together and glue that together and, and, then, and achieve end results. And he's done a, an awesome piece of work on the food safe side of things and that, um, where he leveraged the, the core part of the engine to, to do some stuff, gather some extra data and everything. And so that was kind of like a reconfirmation for you that, you know, it's not just yourself that thinks that this is, that, that there's a real flexibility here. External people who haven't seen the code before, haven't seen the platform before, are kind of feeding that back to you early on in the, in the thing, unprompted as well, which was, you know, mm. it's, it's kind of, kind of good. I mean, what always amazes me is the sales that Anil and Tony get and how they link, link this in, like sort of thing. So they'll, you know, be selling one thing and then suddenly, Something else will come into the in, into the mix that we're, we're discussing on how can we handle that. There's a kind of cool dynamic there that that, that enables us to to, to do that and, and kind of remain agile as a business, not just as a development team. One one area that I forgot to mention that is is a is a huge win for us, but also dear to my heart. We found a niche in the storage of beer that we never <laughs> ever would have ever considered. Ah, yeah. So. Neil uh, and the guys built this pretty awesome product called Smart Alert. And essentially, it's a series of, uh, I suppose, temperature loggers 
that sit on the outside of fridges with wires are going. So we, we constantly monitor when fridge doors open and close. And then if it, it goes out of tolerance, they SMS alert. So food doesn't go off and uh, drinks don't go off. But what we found is that uh, in this particular venue, that beer is so, uh, I suppose, beer goes in and out of, of temperature quite a lot, but it has to be maintained at this very precise temperature. And we found that this one venue the beer had never been stored at the right temperature and was constantly going off quicker and they didn't know why. So now we fixed that problem for them. It looks like a lot of other pubs and venues storing beer have the same problem and there's no solution for it really at the moment. So we're hoping that we can, uh, we can, we can deploy that significantly. So even if that's the market you want to get into because people hate beer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, well, absolutely. You can come and pick me up from Australia, say hello, come and pick me up and we'll go over to the big beast uh, over there, which is, uh, which is the country, not you specifically, uh, Tony Morocco. You're listening to the How Did We Get Here podcast, the story of virtual manager with Chairman Anil Patel, CIO Neil Fillingham, CEO Tony Morocco and host Charles Dagnall. Obviously just touched on what's going on in Australia and the UK, but of course, so much centres for virtual manager success around what occurs in the US with schools and with quarantine centers and with all of is hospitals still the main area of focus over in the u.s tony yeah it's currently right now it's primarily focus of our core business but just like anil and neil said the the university's higher education k through 12 schools have picked up interest Um, i think it's some of the presence of us putting infrastructure into our sales team and giving them some focus on leveraging some of the platforms that we've developed and it's kind of like what what neil mentioned the flexibility of the system is amazing. And anyone who has a decentralized workforce or a dispersed workforce that we talk about have the same common problems. It's really looking at more compliance and mitigating the risk and making sure tasks are getting done. So they all have the same problem. I'm actually kind of amazed at some of the size of the clients that we're attracting. You know, as the company's a startup phase and then you kind of grow up and then you t- get a brand, right? So we're well over 50 yeah. hospitals now that is pretty impressive in the run rate that we've had. So, but the size of a companies and, and, and reputable companies that we're attracting are impressive. I will say today, and if Jacques is going to be listening to some of the, the demos later on, but we had a, a demo with a very large health system in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we had the chief medical officer, the senior VPs of digital solutions, like all these enormous positions looking at our tech and Jacques did such an amazing job on our technology and explaining it and the differences of some of the other tech that they've looked at. They had zero questions from a group of that size wow. to have zero questions. They literally said this expedited our process. This was very informational. This is exactly what we're looking for. And most of these systems are looking at labor savings, right? Uh, there's a massive labor shortage here that we could get into that is different than I've ever experienced. But the labor savings of what they're looking at, they had zero questions today. So it really just to me, I pinched myself because of the size and the reputable client that we had on the line. It was impressive. I, I can I can definitely uh, say that if there was an entire episode dedicated to Jacques Cuevi and him explaining that there will be a huge amount of downloads. I can just say for anyone who missed him on the US staff episode of the How Do We Get Here podcast, download it just to hear his voice. God, it's absolutely (laughs) sick. 
When you see, Tony, the other avenues that Virtual Manager has taken over recent recent months, is that still a, an incentive to actually explore those as, a, a, as well as hospitals, or, or, or is that something you're already doing? Yeah, we're already planning for it. We just need, you know, to kind of get that core business going, reference sites. You know, you need to get one at a time, two at a time, three at a time, and start to build those verticals within our our own department. So I could see over time, you know, a university or a higher education department solely focused for that. You know, our food product is we're still working hard to get uh, a name here in the U.S. Obviously, it's more predominant in and and dominant in the in the Australian market, but. We're starting to navigate through certain clients and certain decision makers to see our whole platform. Our goal is to have a one-stop shop. So we designed it that way and we lead with one product, but the others kind of come in. We're really excited about, you know, our smart cycle in the OR sector, the OR theaters, where that -hmm. could bring a lot of value and compliance that it's a whole paper system. So any of these large corporations, when we walk through, we're just seeing paper process and our eyes kind of light up and and the system is so flexible that we can kind of design and customize Uh, an exact workflow so they can get value in the first four months and see that turn around. So yeah, we're seeing different verticals and we will over time, you're going to start to see these verticals become departments and have resources underneath them. Something I've always been interested in, and this is for anyone, is the fact that of course you have a sales force out there who are looking to try and implement the products that Virtual Manager have within the sectors that you're actually aiming for. How much do you think that when you have a product that is working, and, and and maybe this is partly when you said about having a sort of slowish first and second quarter, it's picked up on the third, and maybe the fourth is going to be your best ever. How much of this is actually word of mouth? Two VPs of a of a hospital turning around to each other and saying, "Oh, you're still using paper, are you? Well, I've got this, and it's cut this, and it's done this, and it's added to my a certain amount of percentage." Is is that actually a thing? Does or is that just? you know, your own personal sales force do, going out in there and getting the business? Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, it's happening here in the U.S. quite frequently now. Um, there's a couple clients that I probably couldn't name by name right now that came along through referral basis that are large billion-dollar companies that have massive potential for our technology and for us as a company to grow within. But, you know, I think this whole podcast, I think when we first started talking about this in Neil and Neil, it was like, how did we get here with zero marketing, right? And it was mm. uh, a period of, it was all word of mouth and we did as much as we could at that time with the resources. But I think you, you said it earlier about the increased marketing that we're doing. You're starting to see more of our brand come out. We're starting to understand who we are and who our customers are. So a lot of our current business also comes through the website. Our close rate is pretty high. It's up over 60% once someone sees the software. So if we can get them to that demo section and educate the market more on what we're doing, we're seeing more of it come through that way and marketing and referral word of mouth. It's it's obviously happening. And even this week is it was a good example where the, um, I guess, head of, head of innovation for, for Compass in the US was asked by an individual in Australia whether there was innovation that they could work with in, from a tender perspective and add and um, Tony forwarded me the email and uh, there was a lady's contact on there. So I just rang her and she was based in Sydney. I said, oh, hi, I'm from Virtual Manager. And she said, oh, are you calling from the US? I said, no, I'm calling from Australia. She was like, and you work with Compass? Yeah, how long? I said, oh, about six years. She said, but you sound English. 
because I'm English. I said, no, 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 I am English. And she said, but I'm based in Australia. Said, Great. So what have you got? So I sent her all this stuff. And so that, you know, even within a massive organisation, they were not aware that we had our stuff. She said, how many hospitals are you in? And I told her, she said, I can't believe we had never heard of you guys. So, you know, it's, it's amazing how these things happen just in conversations, but it just seems so obvious mm. from afar. And, and that was going to be the, the, the question that was going to lead on to about the extra business or looking for new business over in Australia. Because of your COVID, and I know we did a whole episode dedicated to the COVID situation, you alluded to the fact a little earlier, Anil, about the COVID situation in Australia and, and how we're all at different areas. Obviously, in the UK, it's relaxing Australia. It's still quite prevalent. Because of your status in Australia, has that been an uptake for VM? Yeah, it has. Largely, our business has been quite flat. In the last few years, in the, our revenue is very consistent, but generally we haven't increased it with all of the, the the focus on the US. But the fact that obviously we're locked down and, and can't travel to the US, it was a bit of a focus of, okay, well, what could we do in Australia based on certain sectors being locked down and who do we know? And, and it's been quite ironic in that another individual from the cricketing fraternity has actually helped our business significantly. So I'm sure you, you'll you know the name, but a gentleman called Greg Ritchie, former Australian cricketer, friend of mine through the golf club. Now, he learned he's completely non-technical, although he's become quite technical in the last couple of months, <laughs> uh, you know, understood that we had a product that could fix in venues, in food and beverage and cleaning. And he said, look, I've spoken at most venues in Australia I can introduce you to you know pretty much any surf club, RSL, golf club. So he went about going to the largest ones to start with where there was interest. And we've kind of gone from one to the other, to the next, to the next. And it's the same cookie cutter approach. So yeah, absolutely, it's really helped in that regard where some of these venues did not have an interest for our product six, 12 months ago, whereas now it's all about how do we make sure if there is another outbreak, we can stay open or we, at least we've got something to defend ourselves against. So it's actually been quite a buoyant period for, for VM Australia uh, for the first time in I'd probably say five years where we've got more opportunities to capitalise on than we've had for, for a long time. If anyone wants to um, help me pick up that name that Anil just dropped, uh, by the way, uh, most very <laughs> casually as well. And just uh, my good friend, former Australian cricketer, uh, Greg, Greg Ritchie, uh, who I know from the golf club. We play together. And, uh, yeah, so I don't worry about that. We've picked it up and it's been long uh, as well. Gentlemen, it looks as though, by the way, for those listening in Germany and, uh, and, and Canada, where we're, where, where we're doing very well, how do we get here? Podcast, uh, Greg Ritchie's a massive name. Just think Tom Cruise. And it's similar. Uh, Greg, Greg Ritchie. Uh, I'm, t- I'm looking at Tony's face. He's completely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's massive. He's no. absolutely huge. Um, <laughs> overall, as as uh, and by the way, thank you all for for asking me how I'm doing and how my summer is. We we don't but, need to. I see you on the TV every day. Every time I turn on highlights, oh, I hear your I voice. I, Even my wife I said, "Isn't that your mate?" I was like, "Yeah, it is." Yeah, so she now knows your voice. Uh, Yes, it's 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 a terrible cross to bear being on television so much. But I, I, you know, look, I've dealt with it. I can I can say my piece. It's it's been quite funny actually. I didn't even realise about the amount of TV that I've, that I've done this year with the cricket. For those who don't know, I as a cricket commentator, usually not on screen. 
Oh, there we go. Tony's showing me my own Instagram. I follow you quite a bit. I follow. It's Um, awesome. I'm glad that I. I'm glad that I have entertained you on social media (laughs) this year. Uh, At least I know that that's one person I've. It's great. Charles Dagnall. Follow Charles. It's great. There you go. Well, the the funny thing is, is that I'm usually not on screen. I'm usually just commentating on the game, and 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 they've sort of thrust me in front of the screen now. It's quite interesting because usually there's a dress code. For certain international games, it's a sort of smart jacket. Well, I've got a guy who makes my jackets, which is great. And it's also, but when we're doing all this new hundred mm. game that's come out and, and the 2020, it's a lot more relaxed and chilled out. So I said, well, what's the dress code? If I'm going to be in front of the camera, darling, I, you know, I need to know what's going on. And, and you might have seen, I've, I've like trimmed my beard yeah. and I've got, tried to get all cool. And I'm like a, I'm like a pound shop Tony Stark. If you've seen, <laughs> if you've seen Iron Man, I, I'm like a really cheap version of that. So that's been quite good fun in front of camera, makeup and all of that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And it's been a very busy summer, a very good one uh, as well, and uh, and great fun to be had. And my point being, and this is shifting back to, to virtual manager, things were going well anyway. Things are sounding very, very encouraging. And you talk about the upward curves. This is, you know, almost seeming to me like it's in an exponential factor as well. I mean, the, the, you've still got many avenues and many areas to hit, many more sales to get. The company itself is expanding and, and, and is in a very good place at the moment. Is that, that seems fair, doesn't it? Yeah. From my perspective, you know, the, the first two quarters, the slow was, you know, a little nerve wracking of, you know, looking at forecast and moving forward. But the third and fourth quarter with the kind of the resurgence uh, of COVID, I was worried. But, you know, you know, just seeing this kind of constantly in the news again. And, you know, I, I remember the 2020 when we couldn't install and there was restrictions, but the world's back to kind of normal. You know, this vaccine mandate that we're dealing with here, that people are being mandated. And, you know, all, a lot of our employees uh, already have that. So I don't think that that'll shut that down and the forecast will continue to grow. Yeah, it's on, it's definitely on an upward swing. I mean, it comes down to resources again, too. So I talked to Anil and Neil about finding the right team, making sure that we have the right team in place and we can capitalize on this momentum and continue it into 2022. They're trying to focus in on, on things that delay the pipeline because a, a sale into a hospital is like a nine-month sale, but two months of that might be dealing with IT. So we kind of use the time to try and focus in and make ourselves better at, at, at reducing that, those timeframes to try and quicken up the sales cycle. I think we're starting to see the benefits of, and I think hopefully for 2022 and beyond, that should really, you know, should really motor us through and, and allow us to open up that funnel a little bit more as well. Yeah, I think we're going to have a cracking year and... I'm quietly confident that the Virtual Manager Summit in February with the with our annual golf tournament in Florida will go ahead. So I think it'll be a good celebration at that point. So Charles, you might need to pack your bags from the uh, the winter of England and uh, head over to our conference. It'll be good. Oh, I think I'll definitely be up for that February trip. Count me in. I am there. Look, it's great to see you guys again. A lovely place for us to uh, to finish. We've got loads of great podcasts coming up. We'll be getting them out there thick and fast. Uh, so stay tuned for great episodes, including ones about letting go with all the guys that we've got on the podcast here, Neil, Neil, and Tony. Uh, we'll be speaking to Danny Santiago, who's a good friend of Tony's, former professional basketball player, and the former England cricket captain, Michael Vaughan. We've got a double episode uh, with him and his business interest. But gentlemen, great to see you. We'll uh, see you again at the next episode of the How Do We Get Here podcast.
the How Did We Get Here podcast with Anil Patel, Neil Fillingham and Tony Morocco was hosted by Charles Dagnall. This podcast is property of Virtual Manager, produced and edited by Daggers Media Limited.